Welcome back to What You Will Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. G'day, Mayor Bar. My name's Adam. And uh, yeah, today, limits to growth. Limits to growth. So the 30-year update. So this book was written... 1972. Yeah, the first one. So the they had made one. all these predictions about the environment and the way our economy works and relates to our environment and, and obviously the limits to the growth of the economy and, yeah. and what we're in for. And then there was an update about 10 years ago. Yeah. So it was a so yeah they wrote the first one using this computer model that took into account everything that's going on in the world and now they've um, done an update 2002 so after 30 more years of data yeah basically the world's uh, we're in strife aren't yeah. we <laughs> hey, we are in strife so yeah the book it's not like a green person writing it who's got this sole motive you know, greeny for the environment. It's like all the pure objective yeah. science, data-driven stuff <laughs> yeah. about how things are working and what is coming. And, Correct. And the difference under uh, different scenarios of what we're in for in the future. Yeah. Uh, well, at the end, I've got, there's 11 things here that everyone can do to, to save the planet yeah. in small ways. We'll stick that in at the end. So if you get bored, skip to the last minute or two yeah. and listen to the 11 things and hear the song. We'll preface this that uh, I just got back Late last night from a flight from Europe, um, Jones has had a big night on the on the. <laughs> on the no excuses, mate. <laughs> no, no, this is gonna be. Uh, I, mate, what do you think of the book overall, dude? I loved it. So yeah. for me, top five and top five books, nice. It's, it's a little bit scary. Like we've we've covered some topics that you know you'd almost rather be ignorant, and this again goes in that category. Yeah, but basically, the way the economy works now, and growth and sustainability, and. Basically, the environment can't really hold hold what's coming. Yeah, yeah, I liked it as well. I really liked the start. Really liked it. I got a little bit bored in the middle. Yeah. Some of the specifics. Uh, we'll probably we'll skip over some of the specific stuff, but mm-hmm. just safe to say we're we're pretty fucked. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah the, we'll cover the say the fifty thousand feet stuff, and then yeah. if the listeners, I really like the theoretical stuff. Yeah, a lot. Um, so yeah. So basically, it. we'll get into it. So, so. Our whole economy now is just based on just purely just growth. That's it. There's yep. no externalities taken into into this growth. The impacts, the full social and environmental impacts aren't taken. So the whole economy is taken on growth. And there's obviously a lot of energy to extract materials from the earth. And when we first started doing this, it was real easy. It was like taking the low-picking fruit yep. kind of thing. But now as we extract more and more, it actually takes more energy to find yep. the materials and, and find this stuff and say the more energy to sort it out to get what we want. Yeah. So there's more energy put into into the uh, into the discovery and production side. And as we keep putting more energy into that, there is less uh, less power in the actual economy and then and that's one of the ways we get fucked. And it's kind of <laughs> we do. It's kind of common sense, but we don't really realise it. Like using non renewable resources is going to have a clash with exponential that, growth. It's just, yeah, it's inevitable. Yeah. So the inevitable. It is that's it, man. Like if there's a fixed amount of these non-renewable resources and mm. we just keep using it, at some point they run out. Yeah. Um and that's how yeah. our whole economy is based on it's just growth, 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 non-renewable resources. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to come to a clash and yeah. and a big part of the book is uh, talks about how there is a delay in the mm. feedback loop from the environment. So it's not like the environment tells us straight away, hey, come on, I'm, you're fucking me. Yeah. It takes a bit of time before the environment starts 
uh, yeah, letting the economy know it's, you know, stopping. Yeah, stop that's, it. Mate, that's, that's a good little segue in that we've got, as you say, so there's a limit and there's what they call it, they keep talking about overshoot. Mm. So basically there's there's three things. So we've got we've, we've got this rapid growth and acceleration and change is one thing. The the next ingredient is like there's a limit or a barrier where it's not safe to go beyond that. Uh, and thirdly there's a delay or a mistake in the either our perception of, of where we're at or the responses to to those changes. So basically, there's there's growth, physical growth, financial growth, psychological organization. There's all these things are growing, but there's limits of these. There's fixed limits of how much stuff there is, time. There might be even biological, political, psychological limits, uh, and then there's delays in recognizing when we've gone past these limits. So maybe we're not paying attention to the right stuff. We've got faulty data. There's delays in the info. Our responses might be slow. There might be bureaucracy holding up the whole thing. And basically, we can just, if we go beyond these limits, uh, we're fucked. Yeah. Which is where we're headed. Yeah, exactly. Well, looks, hopefully not, but hopefully. So that's, that's the question is how, how much are we going to overshoot? Yeah. And then it's either from there we overshoot and then we oscillate to a fucking, you know, sustainable approach. Yeah. Or if we overshoot too far, that's, it's kind of like they use the reference of a bubble, like an econ- economic yeah. bubble. If you go way too high, there will be an absolute collapse and everything just falls off. Yeah. Um, did you like the, wind, the windshield metaphor? Give it to me, mate. So an example of this overshoot is, so say if you're driving your car, I'm driving my car and I've got my eyes blindfolded and Ashton's sitting next to me. So one one option is, say say if I didn't have the blindfold on and then I saw the red light coming, I just stop in time and that's fine. But if you put a blindfold on me and Ashton says, hey, mate, there's a red light coming, there's all of a sudden a little bit of a delay and I overshoot mm-hmm. the red light a little bit. However, if Adam Ashton is telling me lying and saying, no, nah, there's no there's no problem, no red light coming, just keep going, fuck yeah, go, go straight ahead and then the ground's icy, it's going to take a lot longer yeah. with this ignorance for us to realize we've overshot the red light and yeah. this is the analogy for what we're doing with the economy. We're yeah. going to just stop being ignorant, otherwise we're going to be fucking way too far ahead yeah. before we can actually do stuff about it. I'm going to hit you with a few quotes from the book. Well, one first of the book says, physical growth on a finite planet must eventually end. And another one from the uh, Youthant, uh, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, uh, he was the Secretary General of the UN, and in one of the big reports to the United Nations, he said, human beings and the natural world are on a collision course. Hmm. So it's, um, he was definitely a big believer in these guys who wrote this book, and it's, uh, it's not good, is it? Nah. Um, it's, yeah, things need to change, definitely. Yeah. Um, what do you want to get into? Do you want to talk about some of the, some of the theory and stuff behind it? Yeah, so exponential growth. Or what we're saying might seem a little bit airing theory, but the book is purely is a lot of scientific data and facts, and we're yep. just like saying the outcomes of it. Yeah. So should we get into sources and sinks? Uh, let me have a quick look. What have I got here? Yeah, I'll just go real quickly. Exponential yeah. growth is uh, something. A real brief overview of exponential growth is just. <coughs> Like the growth depends on on what's already there. So the uh, example they use is like simple interest versus compound interest. At the start, they're pretty much the same, but over a longer period of time, there's a massive difference between the outcomes. So simple interest might be you have 100 bucks and every year you get 10 bucks interest. So you get 100, 110, 120, 130, and so on. Whereas compound might be you get 10% of what's there. So the first year you get 10, you're up to 110. 
and then you get $11 interest over to $121. Yep. So at the start, that $1 difference is nothing, but over the long term, it's a lot. So they're saying we're on this exponential growth pattern and at, at the start, it seems like nothing, but the further and further you go along this exponential growth, uh, it starts to get really obvious and the difference is really massive. Uh, mate, I don't know a whole lot about sources and sinks, so I'm take over, mate. So yeah, for me, this is very related to growth. So yep. basically, so there's sources, so you, you get your material from a source, say you, you mine the ore out of the ground or whatever, yep. you produce it, it has its life cycle, and then you dispose of it somewhere. So yep. the two the pl- two pl- things that are limited are the sources and the sinks for the non-renewable resources. So obviously you can only take so much from the earth and then there's also so much landfill space for toxic waste and all that. So for the case for, say, CO2 emissions, we get you burn coal, you take a certain amount, and then the sink would be the atmosphere. The atmosphere can only absorb so much. So exponential growth in the middle... So they're the two things that are going to stop us, either the source of the material or where we dispose of it. Mm-hmm. And those things are filling up. So that's where our issue is, uh-huh. basically. So if, it's not, if you can't recycle it or anything like that, then it just goes in the sink. Yeah, yep, for sure. And so some of those sinks are like what uh, water, so like water pollution, yeah. uh, air pollution. So they're some of the sinks you're referring to, yeah? Yeah. And then some of the sources are like non-renewable resources like fossil fuels, uh, but then there's even some renewable things like food, land, soil that are, are sources that are, are limited. So yeah, topsoil is a pretty scary one. That's there's data to say that topsoil is being lost sixteen to three hundred times faster than it can be replaced. Yeah, that's and with the Earth growing, the world's population growing and everything, and then and yeah, there's only the source of agriculture. There's only so much of that as well. Yeah. So some of these limited things, like uh, as you're saying, the even though there's, we're trying to make more. We talked about it last episode, Kaspersky. Yeah. yeah, they're knocking down forests to make more ag- agricultural land, but it's not even the the quantity as much as the quality. So you're saying the topsoils, uh, it's it's disappearing, and that's where all the that's where all the good shit is. That's where you grow your good food. So the yields from each uh, square, each area of land are, are getting reduced, yeah. and so it's they, they say that people aren't hungry because there's not enough food but they're hungry because they can't afford to buy that food. Mm. Uh, and because it's getting... Our efficiency is going down, prices are going up, yeah. and that's where poverty is coming into it. So, yeah. Another another few sources is like the, the rate at which, which we're pumping groundwater. Yeah. I think one of the, perhaps the biggest one that goes unrecognized a bit is like global oil production. Like Our whole economy runs on oil. Oil is yeah. basically everything in the economy, and, and that's a finite resource. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as soon as the discovery... Hey, what happens when it runs out? Before it runs out, the discovery, when this discovery slows down and, and we're increasing an exponential rate, when that, yeah, when it just collides and oil yeah. becomes scarce, like scarcity, as we know, creates value. So when oil becomes scarce, the cost of fucking everything will just go through yeah. the roof because you can't. Everything's oil. You can't do everything. And all our ships and the way everything moves around the world economy is all based on oil as well. So yeah, that could be one of the biggest problems we see. Yeah. Equal to global warming and amongst all these other things as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Um, some other things that they said is that one billion people still lack access to safe drinking water. That's a lot of people. Yeah. And they say half of the world's population does not have basic sanitation facilities. So, yeah, there's there's still plenty and plenty of, uh, yeah, 
of issues that uh, that people around the world are facing. Maybe we're a bit sheltered in our uh, nice uh, first world economies, but around the world it's not pretty. Some other things they talked about, forests again clearing, a few real sad cases is they talked about Madagascar. Yeah. They called it a biotic treasure house. Uh, so the forest had 12,000 known species, 190,000 known animal species. Uh, and they said of those, 60% oh, 60% were found nowhere else on Earth. Uh, and 90% of the forest in Madagascar is being cleared for agriculture. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's pretty, de- that's pretty bad. Uh, and they also talk about Western Ecuador. And they said that almost all of the um, of the of the forests have been cleared and turned into banana plantations, oil wells, and human settlements. Yeah. So yeah, it's not um, not good, man. They're just knocking down forests to to try and keep providing for humans. Yeah. So scary stuff. So we won't go specifically into the models they create, the computer models, but basically, yeah. there's four uh, four situations and four yeah. outcomes. So should we get through? Yeah, let's get through those. So they've got this massive computer program that's got a whole bunch of stuff whole bunch of inputs uh, and they, they they tweak a few different things like uh, and give a whole bunch of different scenarios. But we won't go into the specifics. We'll just go more generally. I reckon page 158 yeah. is a real good... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there's four, there's four things that can happen. Firstly, there's uh, continuous growth. And continuous growth is like anyone who's done um, maths, like an exponential... Uh, exponential curve yep. but the good thing is that the the limits uh, are also growing exponentially so the limits are higher and they're far off where we're actually at and the limits are growing even though the even though our growth is continuous the limits are growing as well so we'll be fine and i think i think that's where the general population think we're at so if yep. you never question it you think the limits are growing exponentially as well as our growth and there's never going to be this collision yeah so i think a lot of the Andrew Bolts of the world and things like that. They think this is <laughs> this is what's happening. Yeah. So if you just blind to it, you never ask it. Yeah. We're sweet. Fucking keep growing, <laughs> baby. Grow, grow, grow. The second one is a sigmoid, <laughs> a sigmoid, uh, and so basically the same limits are fixed. So limits of mm-hmm. a flat line, and growth is sort of exponential, but then it starts to tail off, and it becomes almost uh, asymptotic in that it our growth will flatten out, yeah. and we'll become in equilibrium with our flat limits. Yeah. So in this, there's the feedback loop for the Earth is is instant. So in my analogy, I said earlier, this is the example where I don't have the blindfold on or see yep. the red light coming, and I slowly take it to the stop, and then yep. we we don't miss the red light. Yeah, perfect. Uh, the third one is overshoot and oscillation. So we've got this limit, and for we're growing exponentially, and then we're going to real we're going to go over the limit, but we're going to realize, and we, so then we can pull back. Once we go under, we can start to grow a little bit again. But as soon as we go over a bit, we're going to pull back. So that's okay, yeah? Yeah, that's all right. That's the, that's the most desirable outcome. Yeah. I think the, it's going to be one of the final two. It's like yeah. what one happens. Yeah. So that, that's okay. So limits are fixed. We're growing exponentially. But if we realize and we can save it and we can just oscillate. So that means when we go over, uh, the limits aren't erodible. Uh, it means we can, we, if we recover quickly from this, we're, yeah. we're okay. Yeah, and that's going to take a huge world effort and a huge transition and, and yeah. everyone's going to have to change their, their goals. And, yeah. And it might take a bit of world pain for us to get to the point where, because like, a lot of the time pain is necessary to like have the change that maybe the world needs to see. So yeah. Maybe that, 
in this scenario, this is what happens. Yeah, and that's yeah. As I said, that'll be good. The fourth one is not good. So we've yeah, got this fine. fixed limit, and it's called overshoot and collapse. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the diagram they've got in the front cover. <laughs> in that we are, so limits are fixed. We're growing exponentially. We go over way over, way over. We don't realize quick enough. The limits get eroded. Everything gets fucked up, yeah. and we just crash. World's fucked. World, yeah, the world might be in a bit of trouble if that happens. And then, so everything that we see right now, it's it's going to change. Our values will, will change if this is the, if this is the case. <laughs> yeah. So it's if you're not ignorant and you're happy to just see what's actually going to going to happen, it's going to be it's going to be one of the last two. Yeah. How far are we going to overshoot before we realise, and then we fucking get our act together and and figure shit out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So some of the things they they talk about. Things where it's one of the bad things is is living off capital as opposed to living off income. So if you can, uh, they use like some analogies like if you've got a bank account and you're so you've got your you've got your savings, you've got your income. If you spend a little bit more than your income, it's going to be okay for a while until that initial capital runs out. Mm. When you get to zero, you can't be living on more than you're earning. Mm. Uh, and they say the same as like if you've if you've got a full bathtub. The water is going to drain out quicker than you can pour it back in, and that's okay until you run out of that initial water. Yeah. So what they're saying is that the difference between oscillation and collapse is if you realize quick enough, uh, and the limits aren't eroded or overstressed when you go over them, that's okay. But if it's something like oil, in that we're using way too much oil, and the once we go over that limit, we can't save it. Mm. It's non-renewable. That's collapse. That's yeah. fucked. Let's see you later. Yeah, that's goodbye. <laughs> uh, the other thing we should have prefaced at the start, Jones dog. He had a. Uh, <laughs> he wrote all his notes on the computer. I said, mate. Just, he said, I've got five percent left. I said, send them to me just in case. He said, Nah, we'll be we'll be right. Yeah, battery's gone. What happened? The battery's <laughs> dead. <laughs> so we got we got for this bit, mate. We yeah. got freestyle. Yeah, we're fucking it. That's all right. Um, one of the other scenarios I talk about is the ozone layer. Which is a really interesting story. I actually liked it, but it's basically that we, someone, they discovered that it was bad. There's so we've got an ozone layer which is say protecting us from bad UV rays. Essentially, UV rays causing a lot of cancer and a lot of bad stuff. Mm. Uh, we had these things called CFCs, yeah, carbon fluoros, chlorine, Big, something, yeah, fancy shit. So like it was a lot of like aerosol. Anyway, a lot of stuff. It was bad. We were releasing these CFCs into the atmosphere. The chlorine was forming, uh, was reacting with the ozone, mm. and it was that, that's where if you've heard of the hole in the ozone layer, and it was over Antarctica because of the winds, it blew all the CFCs and the chlorine down to Antarctica, uh, and we got that hole in the ozone layer. But basically, after like some scientists discovered, they were laughed at initially, but then people realized, hang on, this is not good. This is not good. A whole bunch of world meetings, all the world leaders got together. And over the, sp- the span of 15 years, they gradually reduced this until they sort of fixed it. Yeah. So they use this story to highlight that once we realize what we're doing wrong and we realize how to fix it, and if everyone works together on a global scale, we, yeah. we actually might be okay. Yeah, exactly. So, so once we wake the fuck up, the whole, <laughs> the whole globe can get together around problems. And I don't yeah. think it really happened in Paris last year. Unfortunately, there's a lot of like fancy talk, but no one's. Re- there's not been real leadership. Mm. Maybe Australia a few years ago with the with the uh, the carbon pricing, which it had a very there, yeah it? very negative response. Yeah, and then got shut down. But 
like, yeah. So that's that's the kind of stuff we need. We definitely need to capture uh, the externalities in the yeah. economy, the, the cost of the environment and, and social costs as well. Yeah. It's starting, starting to happen a little bit, but a lot faster would be a bit better. Really. Yeah. I've got another little thing here that they say, once the population and the economy have overshot the physical limit of Earth, there are only two ways back. So one is involuntary collapse caused by escalating shortages and crises. So that's that uh, overshoot and collapse. And the other one is a controlled reduction of our ecological footprint by deliberate social choice. So that's everyone working together and saying, we need to do something about this. Let's go into overshoot and oscillation instead of uh, overshoot and collapse. Yeah. Fucking oath, man. Mate, give us a... Mate, you're huge into your sustainability. Yeah. So chapter seven and eight are about transitioning to a sustainable system. Yeah. So what's uh what's sustainability and uh it's pretty simple I don't have the definition in front of me, but I think it's just you're taking away the same rate you're replenishing. Yeah. So yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah, pretty straightforward, isn't it? So basically, yeah, uh, hang on, I had a definition here. There's basically no... that uh in t- today we can meet all of our needs without compromising the future. Yeah. Yeah, fucking the future. Yeah. And so there's, what they say is, uh, there's three ways signal, so we're going to get these signals that, you know, resources are getting uh, overused, pollution emissions are growing beyond sustainable limits. There's three ways that we react. One is to just deny it, disguise the signals, or just confuse them as something else. Hmm. And our reactions to those might be completely off. So one might be, we realize that there's a lot of pollution and people are having respiratory problems. So we think, okay, rather than just polluting this here let's just build these really high smokestacks and shoot this smoke up to the top you know a couple hundred meters in the air and it'll all be good Mm. so that's bad obviously yeah that's and they give they give a whole bunch of uh stupid things like that the second way to respond is uh we can try and alleviate the pressure with like tech technical or economic fixes so we might say okay how can we uh how can we use this more efficiently how can we use this better how can we maybe reduce the pollution by you know improving the efficiency of our electrical generation uh how can we you know nature used to be this sink how can we maybe put some of the pollutants elsewhere instead of dumping them in the river Mm. things like that or the third and the best one is to realize that hang on everyone's doing something wrong here we need to completely change the structure yeah and that's sort of where they're saying, that's where we're at. We need to change the structure of 100%. the whole system. So, yeah. And that change, as we briefly mentioned earlier, might take a bit of a bit of economic pain for the world and, yeah, a bit of collapse before. The, yeah. Hopefully not too much collapse before everything changes, man. So Yeah. One thing they stress is they want to, obviously, we want a sustainable system, but they sustainable doesn't mean zero growth. Yeah. It just means sustainable growth. It means that we grow at the rate these, that we're growing our limits. Yeah. So, by... Turning to renewable resources, we can improve the rate at which we're generating energy. We can still grow, but not faster than we're growing our. And the best efficiency. part, maybe one of the advantages for growth with sustainability, there's there's no scarcity of yeah. resources. There's infinite scarcity, so there's really infinite growth with if you're using stuff sustainability sustainably. Yeah, yeah, I love so that's it. pretty wild. Yeah. So should we get uh, what do you reckon, into the tools or? Yeah, basically some of the broader, so there's some broader things that are like, I think, uh, for the big dogs, yeah. the the real decision makers, and then there's things that everyone can do. So I think some of the bigger things is like extending the planning horizon. So at the moment, they're saying we're too uh, short-sighted. 
um, improving the signals, speeding up our response time, uh, minimizing the use of non-renewable resources, preventing erosion, uh, and yeah, trying to trying to slow the the exponential growth on on our um, population's a big mm. one and like physical capital. Yeah. So there's some of the, the real broader things that uh, the people need to do. Population's a big one there. Yeah. So well, population's huge. Pop, there's too many people. We get a, one of the biggest things an individual can do. This might be more in my opinion than the yeah. book. Is probably just have one kid. Yeah. Well, the books. No, the book says, book that. says that. Yeah. Book says. You shouldn't have more than two kids. Cap it at two. Cap it at two. Yeah. We don't yeah. fucking need more people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst thing we can do. And that's what they talk about that uh, the site, like growing an economy, uh, generally like, you know, third world countries tend to have more kids because they die more, they need more help if in like things like farming as opposed to service. So, you know, they might be having six, seven, eight kids. But they're saying that just growing those economies <clears throat> isn't going to help the population because it needs to be growth that affects everybody. And the biggest one is women. So like educating women and, and if the women become more financially um, independent, then they'll start having less kids. Yeah, definitely. So we'll get into some of the positive shit. So there's basically there's been a few revolutions in the past. Yeah. So first of all, it was the agri- agricultural revolution. Yep. But that in turn created a scarcity in energy with more more people in the world and the population boom. Yeah. A new revolution was required and that's when the industrial industrial revolution was born. Yeah. It's basically trading trees for coal and for energy. And yep. now there's a new scarcity and and this might require a sustainable revolution. Yeah. So that's well, that's the third one we need is that sustainability we've revolution. Done in the past. We're yeah. fucking wild wild awesome scary situation in human history, aren't we? Like we're, 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 we've covered the inevitable. There's like technology, yeah. technological change coming ahead, big <laughs> yeah. time, like virtual, the hardcore reality, virtual reality sex. Yeah, that's have a listen coming. to uh, the inevitable episode. Mate, if the world gets too fucked, I'm just gonna just switch on my virtual reality. <laughs> I sex. Just, actually, I just, I just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> switch it on, mate. It's gonna be like Jennifer Aniston, <laughs> fucking six years, not fucking taking off in the world's world's fucked. I should just. <laughs> For the first time, I was on the plane yesterday. I, I watched The Matrix for the first time. Yeah. That's it, mate. Let's just plug in. Yeah. Plug, plug in for The Matrix. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Virtual reality. <Nail> sex <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, uh, as you said, so we had the agricultural revolution. They say that these revolutions were gradual, spontaneous, largely unconscious. People used to just fucking run around, um, hunt animals, fucking kill them, and just were nomads basically. And then eventually someone realized, hang on, if I just like stay here, yeah. plant some you know, trees and berries and veggies and stuff. Rather than trying to roam around everywhere, I might just hang out here for a bit. Uh, and that's that was our agricultural uh, revolution. As you said, then there was the industrial. Now we need sustainable the sustainability revolution. Mm. Now, have you got those uh, 11 things from page 266? Because that's, uh, that's some of the, the things that we can do. Yeah, okay. What do you reckon? So there's 11 things that we can do. Buy an energy-efficient car. Yep. Jump on the Tesla bandwagon. Yeah. Elon Musk, have a listen. Uh, number two is like recycling. Recycling your bottles and cans. Number three, vote knowledgeably in elections. Uh, we don't get to vote in the US one, but... No. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. Mm. Um, number four is work out your own frugally elegant lifestyle. So that's a big one in that... A lot of religious texts that they say talk about living an adequate lifestyle, 
are not excessive. Yeah. And so being, you know, yeah, you don't have to go too hard, but just have enough. Don't don't keep uh, keep striving for it. Number five, as you said, have as mo- have at most two children. Number six, argue for higher prices on fossil fuel energy. So that's what you uh, prefaced just before, and that having higher prices will encourage energy efficiency and uh, stimulate development of renewable energy. Mm. Number seven, work with love and partnership. Uh, and try and help lift people out of poverty. So it might be just like pick one family and try and help them out of poverty. Number eight, find your own right livelihood. So don't work in a job that you don't like. Do something you enjoy doing. Number nine, care well for one piece of land. Number 10, do whatever you can to oppose the systems that oppress people and abuse the earth. And number 11, might be the most extreme run for election yourself. (laughs) Try and take over. Yeah, so uh, awesome, actually. So, overall, what do you reckon? Overall, I like it. Good fucking book. Good book. I, I don't know, as I said, I got a little bit bored in the middle, but going over it, um, going over it now, yeah, yeah, I liked it. So, and there's, there's, yeah, we, so we, we touched on the broader theoretical stuff. They spoke a lot about different scenarios and of their their model of what you know, changing inputs and sources and sinks and everything, and how that how that looks. Uh, but I preferred this broader sort of overall overarching stuff definitely they said uh they said at the start of the book one of the most positive things about the 1970 version is for those who read it they had a transition or change in their career path to more of a more one that's focused on sustainability and and helping the planet so that's probably where it had an impact Mm. on me the most is because i like i wanted wanted to go in that way but now it's like more like fuck there's gonna be huge opportunities if you work in the sustainability industry in the future Oh, so that that probably will. It looks like that will be where the most scarcity yeah. will be in the future. With like, so people move from uh, non-renewable resources to re, uh, renewable resources. So if you get yeah. your skills in that area in in the future, you're going to be fucking laughing. Yeah, financially, you'll be helping the planet and you'll be having a purposeful and awesome career. Yeah. So. Yep. It's one of Is it guys. worth a read? You said it was your top five books. Yeah. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yep. Just what I learned from it. It wasn't. There's was a little bit of fat in the book. Yeah, like I didn't follow the a lot of the models and stuff like yeah. that. It's a bit boring. The high level shit. Yeah, it's like you just you just realize it. Just something's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Exponential growth. The world's limits. limited. The resources, the sources, limits there. There's limits to the sinks. It's yeah. just gonna come fucking yeah. in our lifetime, and it might come hard. So yeah, I was a bit scared and going over this. It is a bit scary. Oh shit. Hopefully the people in control are looking after us, but I don't think they are, are they? Mate, back to the windshield analogy. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. not fucking saying either. They're just, Mate, like, they're just so, growth, growth, growth. Mate, growth. put on the put on the accelerator, put <laughs> the red light, and there's fucking you have to go off a cliff. So we're gonna just take the blindfold off. I think. Take it off. That was intense, man. That was intense. We got through it. We got through it. But I... Mate, so we've done things like the inevitable looking to the future. We've done cowspiracy, which was a bit out of my range. Yeah. This sustainability stuff is probably not. Uh, again, a little bit out of my depth. Let's get back to happy shit. <laughs> Let's get back to uh, something I'm more familiar with. Trump. Fucking Trump. Next man. week is going to be biggie. We're doing Trump. Doing Trump. So he had a book in 1987. Yeah. So this is... Uh, fuck, what's that? 30 years ago. Damn. It's a long time. It's yeah. a pretty impressive dude. Oh, must <laughs> <laughs> man, it's going to... So there's obviously some shit with Trump, but he's obviously got skills. So that's, what we're, skills. that's what we're focusing on next week with his book. It's going to be yeah. part of the deal. The he's got fucking deal. skills. There's no doubt. Yeah. 
whatever you think his motive is, he might be a bit of a, I'll use the word cunt, <laughs> in some ways, there's no doubt, but pick what you can from him in terms of making deals. And he, He's yeah. a deal maker. Yeah, we'll get into that next week. We'll get him on. We'll get him. <laughs> we'll try. Mate, what about these authors? We're getting them on. <laughs> Jorgen Randers. I think uh, you emailed one, didn't you? Yeah, I think I think she's dead though. Oh no! Too much. Man, we won't get off. But yeah, fuck mate. But we... Trump, let's sing. Sing oh, that fuck. shit. <laughs> Can we do it? It. <laughs> Just stop the roll. There's growth, but there's limits. But the growth economy relies on this growth. But there's limits. There are the limits. In the, the sources and the sinks. In the source? You're saying there's a limit in the source? Yeah, we could overshoot the limit. Oh my god. What's the alternative? We can live sustainability, motherfucker. Sustainability meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations it's to meet their own. It's the only way to fucking ask ourselves up. Physical growth on a finite planet must eventually end. Because human beings and the natural world are a collision course. We must not collide, we must collaborate. Collaborate and love. <laughs> and Trump and Continuous Single Overshoot Oscillation or Overshoot and Collapse